Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. ¿Qué pasa, campeones? And welcome to the Churros Heat Tacticas Podcast. As Zoom is asking me if I'm playing music or is it the sweet sound of angels that is coming through the microphone. This is Churros y Tacticas. This is Tuesday, August 3rd. And yes, we are back after what seems like too long of a hiatus with another episode for all of you good dear listeners, loyal listeners that are not listening from us as often as we would have liked. It's been manic, it's been crazy. Last time we were on this podcast, I literally went from A to through Z, from Monday to Friday through my week. I'm not going to do it again, but it's very similar in my case. Keon has been away in his cottage, but that doesn't go without, that doesn't stop. Real Madrid and Football Club Barcelona from doing what they do, from business taking, going on as usual. Uh, preseason games are happening, at least in the case of Barca, and we're winning them as well. Hence, me doing the intro. But we're going to get through all of these things. We're going to compare Barca and Madrid ahead of this next season as well, which is kicking off in a little under two weeks. So, love to get through. We are back, and I'm feeling good. And I got a little cold brewski to join me, as well as my man, Kian Sobani. Kian, let's get into it, my friend. How you feeling? Let's do it. I probably won't bring you as much joy as your cold brew will, but I'll try my best to fill in here. And it's a crazy time, man. Like, it's, um, I'm just starting to catch up now a little bit on all, like, I, I'm up to date with everything in terms of news and reports and all that stuff. But with the actual content itself, trying to keep up as best as we can, finally starting to catch up a little bit. As you know, Diego, this is a weird time for journalists because it's off season, but it's not really off season for us. Like we still got to do it's work. Busy season. The perception, <laughs> yeah. the perception of our family and friends is yeah. that yeah. there's yeah. no football right now. Right. So we got to take advantage of you. You come with us, hang out as much as you can. 
I'm happy to do that. I really do. But uh, you know, it's, it's also means you fall behind a little bit, which is, you know, we get through it. I always say like, there's probably, and I'll tell you, it's the busiest time of year for clubs. Honestly to God, it's the busiest, even because La Liga is, is stopped. I remember working for La Liga TV and it, this was the good season. Preseason for clubs was off season for La Liga. Um, but it's the busiest time for clubs. You got players coming, not going yet, but players coming and you know, the preseason games, Got all these things uh, that are still going on. You got the tour and all this stuff. So, so much coordinating. And it's been manic, man. It's been manic. I've been like, I've been asking my sister uh, for like breathing techniques and th ways to just keep my, my stress levels down. It's insane. And yes, as you said, you know, our kids are obviously on holiday and our families are our members are, are, are visiting, etc. So they're kind of like, dude, we're supposed to be hanging out. And I'm like, no, I can't. I can't. The thing also is that, you know, we're allowed to take vacation at certain points, obviously, but mm -hmm. I like, I can't, this is my biggest flaw is that I can't actually detach, detach myself. So I, because I can't, I can't just take a week off and then reemptive sign all these players or sell a bunch of players. Right. And then come yeah. back and like have no content ready prepared for that. So I just, right. I got to just go through it. So I got to kind of, the perk is that I get to take work with me around anywhere in the world I want to go at the same mm -hmm. time that's that's the, also the the downfalls you got to take work with you everywhere you go um but you guys are managing madrid why wouldn't you just have say a a, 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 a sort of a schedule i guess in place for this time of year where you sort of rotate and and you know like you do in a newsroom you sort of have you know your journalists on duty while some break off and just disconnect and spend time much needed time with the family and all that don't you do guys doable. do that so you can it's it's hmm. doable. The easiest answer I can give you and the most honest answer is I just don't really want to. I just love it too much. So ah, I, I don't, I don't I, because this oh, is, it doesn't feel like this. <laughs> I don't know. She's not home. It doesn't feel like work for me. So I'd rather because it feel, it's so much fun. I, this is what I would like to do anyway. So uh, vacation mm. be damned. This is life and this is fun. So I'm, I'm lucky to be I'm really lucky to have be in this position to be able to do this. So anyways, Diego, I wanted to start by before we get into Real Madrid versus Barcelona, who has the better team heading into next season? Because I think that's the primary focus of today. Uh, I would like to confess rather proudly, actually, that I've not watched Barcelona even a second in the preseason. So what do we need to know? Um, what is the latest? How are you guys looking? Love I did it. see that Memphis scored a nice goal. I saw that goal. That was nice. Um, and it was a De Jong pass. So the nice Dutch connection there. Congratulations. That must have been pure orgasm for you. So congrats. Um, what do we need to know about this preseason? How's it been going? Fill us in. Okay. So it's been a great preseason. Um, Barca started off the preseason playing against Gymnastic de Tarragona, fellow Catalans who actually were the same rivals as Barca last season. Uh, this time around, we beat them 4-0. It had to actually be the B team, uh, literally the Barca B team, a lot of youngsters in the second half to break the deadlock and, and, and um, win the game. Convincingly, there was a red card in play that also helped, certainly, red card uh, that fell in favor for Barca. So Nasty got a player sent off that also helped basically it just killed off the game really in all honesty but the big news of that game was uh, certainly the debut of uh, Memphis um excuse me no 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 no. I'm getting ahead of myself was the three goal the hat trick score by uh, Ray Manai the Barca B player who's actually a 24 year old Albanian Albanian not the youngest anymore uh has Serie A experience came from Inter Milan played for Granada uh, then came to Barca, Barca B. So he's on a knocking, knocking on the doors of a first team. If it's not at Barca, which I 
doubt it will be Barca because I mean our front line is ridiculous. We're gonna go through our squads in a minute, but uh, you know he will leave. I suspect you know this summer because he's not a Barca B player. Great scorer, four Unknown. goals in in two games. He will go away on loan, hopefully, because I, I think he has a lot of talent, a lot of quality. You know, he's been he's a goal scoring machine. He's been on a roll this uh, preseason so far. He's had four goals in 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 the two game. Well, now three games. Uh, but he had four goals, and it would have been five if Gerard Piquet would have let him take the penalty against Girona. But Gerard Piquet actually stepped in and uh, kindly reminded him of a pecking order, a hierarchy in the, the Barca locker room, and he took it instead. Um, Rayman, I did get his goal in that game uh, in, in, against Girona as well, which was the second game. Uh, so moving over from the first to the second. And Barça Girona three one victory. The big news there, the the entrance, the debut of uh, Memphis, which came Wait, after a concussion before, in the first half. Before you yeah. talk about Memphis, I just looked up Raymond. I yeah, he's twenty four. Okay, how are you? How is That's he twenty four yeah. still playing with Barça B? This is like classic Mariano syndrome. Yesterday or two days ago, I think it was yesterday, <laughs> was Mariano Diaz's birthday. Can you guess how old this kid is? <laughs> Mariano, I don't know, 28? 29. <laughs> it's like, dude, how? Like, Martin Odegaard has been around you for 30 more years, and he's like 800 years younger than you. Where have you been? Like, I, I feel, no, to be quite honest with you, it's a more like a pity. I feel bad for him. He shouldn't yeah. have been in this position. He should have yeah. had a better career well, by now because he's, yeah. he should have, again, that's Sevilla. We shouldn't have blocked that Sevilla deal. That's still yeah. haunts me yeah. because I care for people, and I would just want him to be happy. It would have been better off if he just went to Sevilla. But uh, anyways, yeah. yeah, so old youth team I, I, He's not going to stick around. He, I mean, he's actually openly said, similar to uh, to Collado, in fact, to the Barca B captain, who's 22, uh, we're not coming back to Barca B. So both him uh, and, in fact, Collado has now been on, uh, sent on loan to uh, Bruges, to Brugge, over in Belgium. And Reynai will also depart, for sure. But... Um, so, yeah, again, he came off with a concussion. That allowed Memphis to get his debut against Girona. Instant impact. In fact, the crowd was already chanting his name, um, you know, begging him to come in. That was before the game, then during the game as well. So, Kuman wasted no minutes, put him in, scored a goal, scored from the penalty. The teammates allowed him to take the penalty. Um, so, Barca win 3-1 against Girona. Then they go over to Stuttgart, to Germany, for the second phase of the preseason tour. Play against Stuttgart, we won, uh, oh shit, what was the final score? 3-0? 3-0, I want to say. I don't blame you at all, 3-0. No, no, well, no, yeah, 3-0. Uh, Memphis goal, that beautiful goal that you talked about. Um, also, <clears throat> mind you, uh, uh, Ricky Puch, Memphis, and Yusuf Demir. Yusuf Demir, my man. I mean, here we go. It's been said. And I'm only going to say this because Andrea Orlandi, who I had the pleasure of calling these games with, um, Andrea Orlandi, you know, from La Liga TV and Barca, etc. Um, and our podcast, he came on our podcast. He compares him to Messi. And a lot of people do. And he says, no, you look at him play. You look at him, his style of play. This is definitely a kid that's been influenced and studied Messi's tapes. Similar, this is later. And, and when we went out for dinner comparing to like how Kobe studied Jordan. You can see how Yusuf has studied, studied Messi. Um, and it's just very, very similar movements, the way he conducts, him, uh, the way he conducts himself. Uh, he's, he's more confident than Messi off the pitch. So this guy, kid has a lot of personality. He's Austrian, uh, 18 years of age, comes from Vienna Road Rapid, 
and he's on loan to Barca B, but Kuman has been, I mean, these, this kid has been taking the preseason by storm. Like he will not, he should not be with the B team. This is a first team material. Uh, very exciting young player, very exciting. He's been, he's just been, been, been getting the ball, been fed the ball, been, been, you know, present like, um, very present in, 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 uh, you know, looking for the ball and being sought out by his teammates. So keep an eye on him, Yusuf Demir. Uh, that was then against Stuttgart. Um, mind you, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the Stuttgart game where Yusuf has been great in all three games. Then tomorrow it's uh, in Austria, in fact, so in Yusuf's uh, uh, native Austria. We're playing Red Bull Salzburg. Uh, I'll be calling that game um, for Barca TV Plus, of course. And then finally, on August 8th, I have the pleasure to do the Joan Gamper Trophy uh, for Barca. Juventus, and that'll conclude the preseason before uh, La Liga starts August 15th against Real Sociedad. Are you going to be doing games for the season as well, or th- that content yeah. is just complete? Yeah, yeah it's going to go. Yeah, we got to talk about that because it sort of affects Churros as well. Leave the recording. Uh, we're going to have to be, you know, how we wanted to stick to Friday, Friday, or excuse me, Monday, Monday Friday. Friday. We're going to need to be f- a little bit flexible. We'll figure we'll out, as, as, as one of our yeah. patrons suggested last week, uh, to bring in more guests. So, you know, we can kind yeah. of, we can maybe do subs and stuff. We'll, we'll figure it out off air. Um, okay. 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 So do you feel like that brings us up to speed? Um, well, just, Barca I mean, and- we can talk about, there's so many, at least, at least from, from what has been going on. And then, you know, individually, I, I mentioned Yusuf, I mentioned Memphis. You know, the team is looking great, Kian. I got to say, this has been an exciting preseason. Normally, preseason games really don't excite me. Uh, you know, the intensity is lacking. And it feels that under Kuman that, 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 and it was something that we discussed as well on, 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 in one of the games that he's really driving these, these guys, this team, this squad to, you know, activate their, their chip quickly and he's intense practices are are hard everybody's repeating or saying how hard the practices are and how intense the games are um but also even like just practice games and things um and you see it on the field so i mean yeah right now things are going well things are seem to be gelling well you've obviously have so many problems behind the scenes with you know financially with with even it's not even sure if messi is coming back at the moment it's not even sure if we can inscribe as they say in Spanish, which I think is badly translated, but I've been doing it, you know, for the past two weeks, inscribing the players or writing the players in, uh, signing them in, let's say, to be eligible to play in La Liga. Is not sure if that that can be done for Messi, for Griezmann, for Kun Agüero, for Memphis, for for you know uh, all of these players, because right now the way things stand, Barca is suffering from this massive salary cap that, you know, with all the players that have come in, you know, from from Eric Garcia, Kun Agüero, uh, Memphis Depay, and now Emerson. Royale, who uh, I got to present yesterday, and you no know, lovely chap, by the way, and, and a great again. But four players in, and still no players out. Uh, none of the big ones, at least. You know, these problems are mounting, uh, and it's a lot of work to be done because La Liga has said they're not going to be more flexible with Barca. Uh, you know, the, the salary cap will have to go down, will have to be decreased, and 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 significantly for that matter. Otherwise you know we're in serious trouble so things look good but there's still so much work to be done and things could go bad in any moment at the same time but you know inshallah man we'll see so here's so here's what i i mean this is interesting because what we're going to do here is we're kind of going to rank on like who is better between real madrid and barcelona 
you know, I think we can bring yeah. Atletico into the mix, you know, and as part of the discussion nat- naturally because they deserve that respect. And they may very well be number one, um, but, you know, we'll see. But it's a lot of, it's a little bit of um, gymnastics and prophesizing too, because we're not entirely sure what Barcelona and Real Madrid will look like by the end of this. So it's a little bit of theorizing too, because Barcelona are going to it, probably have to sell players. I Real Madrid are not yeah. done. Like this is the Real Madrid squad. I think is going to be quite trimmed down by the time the season starts. Mm. Even we're going to lose even more mm. depth, and we're not. I'm not going to spoil too much with Real Madrid as a starting lineup standpoint because we're actually on the Managing Madrid podcast tonight. We're going to go through the best Real Madrid eleven possible with the current squad. But I do think that Barca's case is interesting. I'm very curious who makes way here, how they yeah. juggle the salary cap thing because look no matter how we spin this, there's no way Messi's not going to be a Barcelona player at the end, at the start of next season. There's like, first of all, La Liga don't want to lose him. They'll be flexible. I know they're not, they're not going to, they say they're not going to be flexible, but I think they will be a little bit flexible given the pandemic situation and, or they'll just figure out how to get rid of players. But here's what's interesting is that they, the Griezmann stuff has died down a little bit and he's the one are one of the ones, but I, in my mind, the one that like in terms of generating revenue is, is kind of was going to be the martyr and all this. So it's cooled down a little bit. So where do you think these changes are going to come from? Is, is he still going to be the martyr? Is there going to be other players making way? Can they, uh, and, and, and I, I'd be curious to know what you think the best starting lineup is given the players that are in the squad right now, because the attack has a lot of wiggle room and experimentation that needs to be had. So what do you think is the ultimate solution in all this? Like, where does Barca stand by the end of it? Well, the thing with Griezmann, what makes it so complicated is um, his, say, uh, little flexibility when it comes to teams that he would actually consider offers from. And there's only one, Atletico de Madrid. Why? Because he doesn't want to leave Spain. He's adamant about this. Adamant. Adamant. Doesn't want the Premier, doesn't want Paris, doesn't want Italy. It only leaves Atletico, and Atletico cannot pay what he's earning. Now, he has agreed to a pay cut. Let me just say real quick, in brackets, a massive... This is the Tuesday edition. i got to be careful. Something was brought to light to me regarding Grisi. That completely changed my opinion. I love this. And... <laughs> I love it. This... I'm getting tingles. He's, I'm getting so Greece. excited for this. <laughs> Griezmann is unfair, being treated unfairly by the media and fans alike. And oh, I can't say this. Can't say it. Oh, all right. Uh, then let's. Uh, we'll do unfair. Basic, good okay. Tease, let me, let good me just tease. say this. Let me. Friday show, patreon.com slash churros y tacticas is where this, the beans are spilled. But continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll bring it up on Friday, 100%. Tune in on Friday because it's juicy. It's eye-opening. And like I said, it completely changed my perspective on him. I'm on Team Greasy now. Um, not that I wasn't before. I mean, I wish him the man well. I want him to do well, of course. He's about to play. I'm rooting for him. But I was you know, somewhat critical and saw him as a not necessarily good fit with, which the tactics is one thing, but how 
let's just say for, from from a certain perspective my view has completely changed and uh and he deserves a lot more appreciation respect from barca fans and uh you know in the, the institution and um anyway moving on okay um, if, if and i don't know exactly what you were going to say but if it's a mm, scenario where a player oh you are fair okay well but but let me just say like if it's a scenario where the player takes a salary cut to help his team and yeah. be moved that's on more than like what 99% of players would do in football um because every player has the right to be like hey man that's your problem for being in this shitty financial situation yep. not mine i get my money you put me on the bench if you don't want to play me or whatever you want to do but i'm here and i'm getting paid uh, which is, and I don't, and I don't, by the way, I don't blame those players either, nor look down on them or judge them because they're in the right to do that. But if it's a scenario where a player is actually doing that, that's commendable. Um, and if Atletico get him somehow, plus, I, I don't know. I, and I don't know if they can, they would be able to juggle both Griezmann and Lautaro Martinez. But even if they get just one of those players, plus Rodrigo de Paul, which they've already landed and is a, an awesome midfielder and, and lessens the blow of losing Saul. Ndang, I, I don't, I don't like leaving yeah. Atletico out of any top three discussion. I, they're, they You're could right. be number one. We should. They really do. By the way, just to say, I, I rank Real Madrid number three right now out of all three of those teams, which in a way excites me because usually my predictions are wrong in those situations. I was wrong mm. when I thought Real Madrid and Barcelona were heading into two different directions after that super cup. We, as we know, I, I was wrong <laughs> yeah. about being critical, too critical about Ramjo losing 7 3 to Atletico in preseason. So, I guess all this to say yeah. is that I've learned over time to, to really think, really realize that football can change so freaking quickly. And maybe yeah. by the end of this, Ramjo will be number one just because I ranked him number three. So, that excites me a little bit. But I, I, as things currently stand, I think Ramjo have the least exciting outlook for the upcoming season if everything stays the same. I had a feeling that you would, uh, and I think it's 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 fair. I think again, it just shows your honesty. It shows your uh, 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 say Honor, your humility, greatness. Well, not just that. It's 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 this position you like to take as the underdog to sort of you know put yourself as a humble uh, underdog. Like you it's know, voodoo. Yeah, yeah. It's the jinxing power. depreciation. Yeah, yeah, uh, and like the jinx things. Anyways, and. Um, so that's so that's Griezmann. Then we have the case. Uh, what were we talking about? What were we talking about this? But where the change is going to come from, right? Um, let, I, I can say this: Griezmann doesn't earn what the media is saying. A lot of media puts his salary up to double what he's actually earning. He's earn, actually earning a lot less than. Hold your horses. Umtiti. Bad. He earns less than MTT. Good for MTT, man. <laughs> that's why MTT is a problem uh, for that's uh, that's for like well, it's a problem because immovable, man. Immovable. He, he doesn't. He doesn't want to move. He doesn't want to move. The Barca vets are not willing to budge neither in their salary. Now the reports are coming out that they are finally willing to accept some sort of. You know, uh, a, a pay cut. I don't know how much. I know Juan Laporta was asked about it yesterday. He said that yes, he's been in touch with them. He's uh, had he'd been interacting with them. Uh, they've been coming 
closer together and closer to an agreement for that matter. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it would be a very bad look for, you know, the guys from La Casa, from the house, from La Masia, to not, you know, be willing to help uh, the club in seeing the, the difficult position that they're in, um, which is, you know, quite due to unique circumstances. In the end of the day, the club gave them everything. Uh, the big, the, you know, the, we talked about as well, the big, um, for me, situation right now, is Elish Moriba, you know, it seems that uh, also there the postures are very far from coming to an agreement. Um, they're unwilling to budge either side, and uh, the offer that has been put forward seems to be, you know, obviously taking into account the current situation, a fair one, uh, despite the fact that it, you know, it, it is being said that Elish wants to earn more than Ansufati. Now, you cannot, you know. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. I don't know the obviously. I don't know the numbers, but um, it's a bad look for a player to leave it to the last year of the contract to then put the squeeze on a club being in the position that they're in. And I think the club are making the right decision by, you know, putting him aside, literally and figuratively, and taking care of other business like other players that have to uh, going out unless they're willing to come to the table to talk about you know considerable terms and if the terms are we want to earn more than Ansufati I know this is simplifying it but I think that should that shouldn't even be a negotiation point uh, that's just not not you know not being fair if you want to put it that um then can of I, course can I also say like on the Eli yeah. situation mm. when this whole thing started and I realized what he was demanding given that he's done nothing in his career, but have a few good months of impressive football that was that was good, um, good yeah. for him. I just assumed that like his agent yeah. was his father or brother, just being really ill-advised. But he actually has like a legit agency he's, yeah, he's with. Like, well, yeah. just stop talking. Stop being a baby. Mm. Just... Are you talking to my daughter right now? <laughs> here in the back she's going papa papa you're going stop talking stop never. being a baby never never <laughs> joyo joyo is my homie um just this is it's but ridiculous yeah, it, it's ridiculous and, it is. and it like is. you'll never catch me defending barca but like come on man and good for laporta for coming out and speaking out about this because yeah. it's insane like the especially during a global pandemic especially the fact that you've done nothing you're just a kid you just sit down yeah shut up and go to work yeah. man if any, yeah. if anyone should be complaining, it's Ricky Pooch. Like, but, um, yeah, like, yeah. man, you, you, Kuman believed in you. He gave you chances. Repay that honor and faith, and continue to work hard. Um, and don't, don't start yeah. talking about money. And I demand this and that. Yeah, embarrassing. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, well, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. The year, the season is very long, and uh, I cannot imagine. Any Leish that isn't even playing with a B team, uh, uh, you know, but we'll see. Uh, of course, we have cases of Felipe Coutinho, Miriam Pjanic, uh, that uh, are what they are at the moment. Uh, Laporta came out uh, and said, Well, Coutinho and Griezmann will stay. There are the options there are just what they are, and they're obviously limited given the current situation. Miriam Pjanic seems to be um, on the brink of a move back to. Juventus, uh, we'll see if that actually happens. I mentioned Usman Dembele. There, the contract renewal seems to be a po possibility. 
Now, today is being reported that Juventus is actually behind him um, with an offer. Obviously, they want him free, so they're trying to tempt him not to resign the uh, 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 renewal. Uh, right now he's injured. He will not be back in action until November. That, of course, also plays in Barca's favor, quote unquote, if you want to put it that way, I think. Uh, but we'll see. Ansu Fati is, is out injured. So uh, let me get to, I think, the more interesting part, uh, because, you know, I think it's obvious a lot of work still has to be done before this team actually ends up being, um, you know, the the the, the final form team of uh, the 2021-22 season, the final roster, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And, and you talked about the one for Real Madrid also still time to actually come to its uh, conclusion, let's say. But um, looking at the roster now, are you cool to, to, to digress? Or yeah, let's into do it. Our, let's do it. We're going to the, like, say, best 11 right now, right? Yeah. Because I think the best 11 for Barca right now, seeing as, uh, <laughs> look at this, transfer marked has actually listed Leo Messi in top departures. Uh, yeah, I, you know, Leo Messi is currently not a Barca player. So, I, yeah. Technically um, speaking, yeah. So, technically speaking, so the departures, <clears throat> you know, Trincao's gone, Pirpo's gone, Todibo, Alenia. Uh, we've had the rivals of Dubai, Emerson, Eric Garcia, Aguero, and, and uh, no, Collado is actually, he should be in the gone column. Um my favorite 11, top 11. Well, Ter Stegen is injured, so we cannot even count on him, technically. Uh, I'll go with Arnautenas. Arnautenas or Niaki Peña. Um, right now, both have been impressing me, but I'll go with Arnautenas. For? In goal. Starting 11? Yes. I have to. Ter Stegen is injured. Oh. I can't put him in. You Whoa. said available players, right? Oh, okay. Well, I mean, he's when is he gonna be back? In like October. Oh yeah. Well, well, we can. He'll be. You can count him. I'm not. You don't have to. Okay. We know Ter Stegen's gonna be starting again, but yeah, continue. Right. Okay. Okay. So Ter Stegen, uh, central defenders. I'm gonna pick Araujo, and I'm gonna pick Eddie Garcia over Piquet right now. Why? Because not gonna happen it's not gonna happen but we will it will happen for we'll maybe see him start a lot 30, either way it, 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 we'll see 30 a lot of percent of the matches together yeah yeah maybe maybe we'll see gerard piquet start 70 percent of the matches this season just because his age injuries etc um do you think he's going through a midlife crisis <laughs> uh no do you think you th- <laughs> you don't think so? I don't no. know, man. I just why? Because uh, he shaved his beard. Well, it's he shaved it and he's posting about it every two seconds and like he's like, hey, look at me, guys, new peak, new new year, new PK, no beard, more aerodynamic. I'm back, baby. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, um, good luck to him. And my fullbacks, I'm gonna go with. I'll I would I'll put him in just because I interviewed his ass yesterday and it was his presentation. Uh, charming fella, highly ambitious. Don't underestimate this guy's work rate. Emerson Royal, 
I'm expecting big things from you, my friend. He got a call from Dani Alves. And what what impressed me the most, so just to quickly, again, digress into the interview, he said some very interesting things. One, he said that, uh, you know, coming here to Bas has, is, is a victory for him, a personal victory, but um, he's incredibly driven, so much so that even in practices, he lists in games uh, that he won and lost. This guy hates losing is my point. He has a list of games that he wins and loses. Uh, and when he's on a losing team, he gets in a very bad mood, takes it very serious. His work rate, I think, is underestimated, or at least was unknown to me. Uh, he, he got, in that sense, a special treatment from Manuel Pellegrini. He had very long conversations with him and, and Chichi from the Brazilian uh, national side on how to improve his game. He said he knows that his weakness is the the sometimes mm, the, the, the lack of concentration or like just kind of like he has a, like a, a short circuit, as he described it. Um, he'll like drop his concentration in defense. Thing moving forward, this team, this player is going to benefit the Barca forwards a lot. Uh, so I'm excited to see him, and I trust his work rate. Uh, the fact that he's a workhorse, so I'm going to put him, and I'm going to put Serginho Dest on each side. Okay, now I know Emerson's listening as a right as a right back. Therefore, I'm I'm switching Serginho Dest over to the left, a position that he's comfortable in playing as well. Um, then in the middle. I'm going to go with Frankie. I'm going to go with Pedri. And I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Nico Gonzalez. I'm going to have Nico Gonzalez substitute Sergio Busquets. And I'm going to have Frankie and Pedri play in front of Nico. Nico Gonzalez, write down the name. One of the players that has blown my mind this preseason so far, besides for what I saw from him with the B team. But I'm telling you now, guaranteed, guaranteed starter for Barca and the Spanish <laughs> national side in one or two years' time. One or two years' time. Nico Gonzalez is the son of Fran Gonzalez, Fran, the captain of the Super Deport team. Uh, he recently renewed his, his contract with Barca. Uh, we have him for 2024, and this kid is is he's just knocking on the door of the first team, and he's not going anywhere. Like he's here to stay. So I'm expecting him to to be you know promoted to the first team very very soon. Uh, and I'll put him now. Like you know, he's with the first team now, and, and the games he's played is excellent, very strong, but much stronger. Uh, maybe tactically, you know, Busquets is, um, was a step ahead or is a step ahead in his prime. But if you rewind the tapes from when Busquets came from the B team, when Pep took him from the B team to play with the first team, when, when he was, you know, I think Nico is, how old is he? I think he's 18. He was around the same age. Uh, Busquets a lot skinnier, a lot more frail, fragile. And and this kid is, he's, he's physically, he's very strong and he's got the same turns and that vision of, of a Busi. So, Take down the name in case you haven't already. Um, so sorry, Ricky, you're still you're still on the bench. Uh, then up front, I'm gonna go with well again, Ansu Fati's injured. So I, but if you say I can use him, well then I'm gonna use Ansu. Messi's not there, so Messi's not a Barca player. I can't take Messi. So then I'm gonna go with Ansu. I'm gonna go with Yusuf. And I'm gonna go with. I'm going to go with Antoine or Memphis. And of course, me being Dutch, I'm going to go with Memphis. Wait, so who were the first two? Messi, who was the other one? 
No, not Messi. I can't choose Messi. Messi's not a no, Barca come on, player. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Just okay, me. fine, fine, fine. Listen, are you you think it's such a it's it's a done deal? It really isn't. This is gonna. Done this deal. could be the new story of the century. Anyway, fine. If you let me have Messi, I'll have Messi. I'll have Ansu, and then I'm gonna put Memphis in. Memphis or Ansu as number nine. I'm gonna go probably. I don't know. They can switch around. They can switch around. I think from that's the probably, left to the, to the center. Yeah. So that's where I probably got the most interesting for me too. What's gonna happen with the front three? A lot of what you said in midfield yeah. and defense is some of your personal takes too, which I don't know necessarily if yeah. that's gonna happen, but. The front three. It's not going to happen. Of course. In not. terms of Barca's best front three, I think we're it's gearing towards like a men, uh, a Messi Ansu Memphis trio, which has wiggle room because he's one on the bench. I don't think so. Just in, but just in terms of fit, sure, sure. Um, As a fit, yeah. One sec. Let me just plug this back in. Um, so be, just because based on based on fit, tactical fit, it you know, mm-hmm. Messi and Griezmann together has it started to get a little bit better um, as the season wore on, mm-hmm. and, and you know they were able to figure out a, a different role for Griezmann. And Griezmann will play anywhere because he's that kind of player. But in terms of tactical fit, I think if you want to surround Messi with quick wingers and players who can get behind the lines and 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 receive those through balls, but are also versatile can drift in and out of positions. I, I think a Memphis Memphis and Ansu pairing along with Messi gives you that kind of flexibility. And but but it's a trio that will Messi's I don't think you want to play Messi to the ground every game. So there and you also Ansu's health is a variable, right? So you're gonna get plenty of Dembus and and Griezmann and then you get you can get Aguero coming in and out of uh the, the starting lineup. Did did Braithwaite get sold yet or is that I Still there, still there. Okay. Okay. I'm determined to stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, Barca, Barca's roster is just nuts. It's, it's a great nuts. roster. It's a great roster. So it's too much. <laughs> Keeps me up at night. Again, we'll see what we'll see what they can do with Coutinho and Pjanic and and maybe Griezmann yeah. and others. And there was a report that asked uh, posted yesterday an audit that that shows that only like 15% of Barca's financial issues were down to the pandemic. The rest was just Bartomeu's mismanagement of, of the money and the contracts and the salaries and all that. So, yeah. 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 Um, It's a great New York times article too. Yeah. Um, So let's, so that's head over to the capital. Yeah. So, (sighs) Ramja has similar questions, right? We have a lot of depth in certain positions. We also had the blow just before the podcast started, a blow to Tony Kroos' injury, uh, which I have to dive a little bit deeper on um, because I'm not entirely clear. Again, this the, the official statement from the club confirming the injury and then Kroos tweeted about it um, was uh, is something that uh, I'd have to learn more about, and I'm sure we'll learn more about tonight when we record our Managing Madrid podcast. But he's going to miss, I think, the beginning of the season. Uh, which in a way gives room more wiggle room for players like like Odegaard. Surely but I, you you welcome that. You always hated Tony Kroos, <laughs> and I don't know if it's because he's German or if it's something else. No. But nope, he's that's fucking much amazing, it. <laughs> and I will not tolerate any Kroos slander. No, it's never a good thing. I'm never welcoming a Kroos injury. Um, 
But it does mean that at the very beginning of the season, there's going to be a chance for Fede, Odegaard, possibly even Isco, although I I really do feel that Isco is going to be sold before the deadline. Isco. Um, Coming out from the grave. Um, So, but, but here's, and I wrote a lot about this in my column, which I published yesterday, Diego, just a lot about like, if you can somehow get to six players for the front three attacking positions in Real Madrid, that's a nice tight rotation, which I would welcome because I actually do believe that Ancelotti wanting a tight rotation makes more sense than just having a million players there, especially in a, in a time where you need to just grab every penny you can and trim the roster and, and why hold on to um, just pure luxury and superfluous depth that you don't need. Um, and so uh, right now in the front three attacking positions, which again, which I wrote yesterday for Real Madrid, there was about nine players occupying those spots that you can't keep all nine. It's impossible. And that doesn't even include people like Isco and Odegaard, who I just counted as deeper um, or more flexible players. It doesn't even include um, the players who are already going out alone. It doesn't even include players like Kubo who won't be here next year. Just nine players who just, who are there in those front three attacking positions that you can't keep. There's no way you can keep. And the midfield doesn't get any more easy. Um, And I'm okay with getting rid of a bunch of players, partly because this generation of Castilla, look, I I just listened to you to overhype 800 Barca B players. Part of the reason, like not even half. Well, part of the reason um, I'm also okay with Ram to trimming trimming it pretty deep is because this is about the best Castilla generation we've had in a long, long time. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I want to put a timeline on it, but like, and it's not Quinta mm. de Buitre, but it's certainly not like Soldado Negredo type stuff. It's, we have like mm. between Sergio Arribas, Miguel, uh, Miguel Gutierrez, Antonio Blanco, Mario Gila. There's a lot of good players in Castilla that if we needed to win a pickle, call somebody up, I, I would trust I would be okay with having those players play those minutes. And I actually think those players would would be play bigger minutes now if there wasn't so many contracts in their way. Um, I think those players would actually get chances even sooner than that. Like, And once we get Marcelo off the books, Miguel Gutierrez is going to play a prominent role. So I'm okay with that. And I, if I had to tell you, Diego, like where I stand on this Real Madrid team right now, assuming we don't get Mbappe or Haaland, assuming more cuts are coming, Assuming 2022 will be the big summer year, Diego, that's when the stadium gets unveiled. You start to roll the red carpet for the big signings. You have more money. 2022 is going to be like the 2009 summer. Not to that extent, but there's going to be a couple, I think. I got you. I got you. So we just count this upcoming year as a transition year. Um, I think there's room No transition years in a big club. It is what it is. What do you want? It's like... It, it has to be. You can't. See, that's bad. Yeah, and you know why that's bad? Because what, what I don't get, and, and, and I'm sorry to interject real quick, but let me try just to make a quick point. What I don't understand is why Real Madrid would have wasted the careers and their money and the pa- fans' patience of opposing and home fans with the acquisitions of, you know, your Rodrigo's, your... Uh, you know, Takikubos, your Vinicius, your even Jovic for that matter. Um, who's another one? Odegaard for crying out loud. Uh, Reynir, 
what's his face, uh, uh, Brahim Diaz, et cetera, et cetera. You can go on and on. Why would you acquire such talented players without actually having a plan? You talk about all these great Barca, or excuse me, uh, Real Madrid Castilla players, which I have to take your word for. Like you, I don't watch Castilla, uh, as in like you <laughs> with Barca B. So I'll take your word for it. But um, there's no plan there. I don't feel that there's a plan. Even with all the, the, the trials and dramas and, and, and tribulations that Barca are going through, I feel that there's some plan and, and, and synchronization and, and togetherness, a, a cohesion, a, a collaboration between the Barca B and the first team. At the moment, it seems, at least. I don't get that sense from Real Madrid. I get the complete opposite sense. It's been, give me, give me, give me, let me have it for me. And okay, I'll try to move you guys around as the market goes, as the time goes by and mark and transfer windows go by. And, and, and look at, you know, Kubo, look at, uh, uh, what's his name? Brahim Diaz. Look at Odegaard. These guys are great players without teams or now with teams again, but they're just being moved around uh, without having any consistency. And you're ruining careers like this. There's no continuation. There's no plan. There's no consistent work routine. There's no system that they're getting used to. They're just being moved around. Uh, and I find that saddening. I think there's two issues. One is that there's a lot of contracts in the way. Um, so if we didn't have Bale and Hazard, for example, this upcoming season, and part of the reason why the transition year is a tough pill to swallow because usually transition years entail, Diego, that you can just roll with a bunch of youth players. And if you fail, at least you've given them a shot, you've let them grow and you let them develop a little bit, right? But you can't even really do that this year. Or if you do, you're, you're going to have to bench players like Bale to do so. Um, so I, part, of, part of that, the, the issue is that you have heavy contracts in the way, just like Baby Barca do with the Pianiches, Doom, TTs, Coutinho, etc. Now, Barca have two choices. They can either sell those players, which is hard, or keep them and not play them. Um, and Real Madrid will have to bite the... And I don't know if Real Madrid can, will do that. And, and so that's part of my concern. And I think the other issue is that it is mismanagement, like you said. I, I think it's, it was a lot of... Mismanagement, yeah. It's a lot of throwing shit at the wall. Is, what's the expression? You throw... The shit sticks? That doesn't make sense. What's the expression? See if it sticks. Something like that. Why yeah, would yeah, anyone yeah, want shit throw to stick to, see to if the it wall? Sticks. I don't get that analogy now. That that's when you know it's sticking. All right, so we we want sticky shit. That doesn't make no sense. All right, so okay, a better one. Darts, darts blindfolded. I like that one better. Nice, it was a lot nice, of throwing nice. darts blindfolded and hoping one of them hits. So, mm. but the problem is that yeah. it handcuffs you down the road because it if if none of them hit, then you can't. You're you're not going to get the same return on value. So. There's there's a couple there's a couple different paths you can take. One is that if you sign Asensio for three million, and he doesn't work out, who who cares? He was only three million. He's not that expensive. Right. Okay. That's why, like, no matter how you spin it, and no matter how many fans hate on Asensio and don't like him, you can't. That that signing was a massive success. Three million? Are you kidding me? Was, he scored in Champions League finals. He scored in Super Cup finals. He scored uh, a bunch of goals. He scored in knockout rounds. Even that, that has paid for itself, like millions and millions in return, right? Um, so even if he fails now, he was still a success because he was only $3 million. If 
Rodrigo or Vinicius don't pan out, then it's a different story because you splash a lot more on them. And if you can't recoup the what you paid for them, then ultimately it's 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 a failure. And I'm not going to say they're a failure now because we won't have the answer to that until a few years down the road or two years down the road, whatever your measuring stick on that is. Um, Kubo, if he doesn't pan out, it's fine. He wasn't too expensive. But uh, I think the problem is like when you have too many of these players, they get in the way of each other. Um Part of the reason why Rodrigo didn't play more last season, half was injury-related. The other half was because you have Vinicius on the left wing, and that's Rodrigo's best position. Uh, so that's part of it, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that's why and I... you re- bring in a Hazard. What's that? And you bring in a Hazard on top. Yeah, and that's a whole different d- debate. So... So I think there is there is a mismanagement and the 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 sporting vision has always had flaws at Real Madrid always there's been a lack of direction there's been a lot of 180 thinking like okay quick quick decisions that have long term consequences all that stuff so don't forget this is going on YouTube with uh, all the stuff you're doing right now in the background so- <laughs> it's all legal it's all legal uh, okay. Uh, is it? I don't know if it's legal on YouTube, but whatever. Now people are good. Now if they listen to this, so blow, <laughs> let's go on YouTube. See what the hell is tip timestamp. <laughs> all right. So uh, having said all that, that's why I say it's a transition year, uh, and we have to accept it. And it's because of decisions we've made in the past. It's not decisions we've made now. Even the, losing Baran was not. It's not something. Not reason we the reason we lost him is not because of decisions we made now, it's because of decisions we made years ago. We didn't give him the extension, we didn't give him the raise. Whether we could right. or we couldn't, I think there were times where we couldn't, and there were times where we couldn't. We'd be able to right. offer him more in 2022, but I think the damage was done and he was already out the door. Um, having said that, this discussion really changes if they are able to land Mbappe or Hall, um, which I, I don't think is likely, but it's on the table. And, I can tell you why Listen, and why not, but the 22 theory is the one I sign on to. That yeah. seems very plausible. Him coming over for free on top of that. Uh, I think that's what's going to happen. And it will be glorious. Glorious. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. It'd be really fun. Yeah. Um, do you think? must be so good to know that, you know, the second best player in the world at the moment just wants to come to your club and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But then he kind of annoys with statements like, my dream is to win the Champions League with PSG. It's like, oh. The only concern I have is that the, the reliance on him coming for free, hmm. I understand why you rely on that, but... I just feel like too many people are pretending that things can't change. You know what I mean? Like my, you can't change your mind next summer. Like if PSG have just ripped everyone apart, they have all these new signings this summer. God forbid they even get Pogba somehow. They're going to be a force. <laughs> right. And then Real Madrid have a, have a shitty year, which is plausible or a, or a year where, you know, it's not, it's not great relative to what the club expects. And Mbappe can just kind of change his mind on the spot. It's possible. You know what I mean? So, like, it's possible. That's all I'm saying. So, mm-hmm. so that's why I would also understand if the club thought they don't want to rely on that and they put everything 
just put all their chips in the table, be like, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll sign them. Maybe we'll even throw Vinicius in the deal. If you don't want all the money, you don't care about the money. PSG, PSG, um, you know, I, if they lose Mbappe, their plans really crumble. So I understand why they would want to hold on to him and lose him for free. People don't understand that. I see a lot of people on Twitter getting upset, like, like PSG are dumb for wanting to lose him for free. Dude, PSG don't give a shit about the money they might get for him this year. <laughs> their whole plan crumbles without him. So I understand yeah. if they wanted a year to just, uh, to convince him, or if they even they lose him for free, if they win the Champions League, that's worth holding on to him for one more year. I get that. I get that. Um, but if 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 they don't if they don't have him this next year, they're they wow, a big deal. They get an old Ramos and they have a Ashraf Hakimi who's still raw. He's not great defensively. <laughs> and they think all of a sudden they're gonna win a Champions League with an injured Neymar up front like that, you know. So I get that. Injured and fat. Team. Have you seen his photos? No, He's Neymar is fat. fat. No, he can't get fat. Look at it. It, it reminds it's me of Ronnie. for that dude to get it reminds fat, me of Dino, you need to chain him Dino. down and pump like not, vegetable oil down his the, throat. Not fat in comparison to you and me, obviously, but but you know, f- football fat. Can we just call him football fat? I can't picture little, it. Ch- he's got a little belly. Got the a little guy has chubby the, big belly. The his genes are like you can't do. Did anything. you see the pictures? No, I didn't. Are you okay, sure it wasn't then. one of those Instagram lookalikes? You know, there's like that. that no, that you know, have you seen those guys on Instagram who pretend to be Brazilian footballers and they they. Pass. <laughs> yeah. There's Marcelo and Neymar. they're really good as well. I know they're the one amazing. you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. You fooled, are you like, sure it wasn't Dino that? Is like, like spot on. Yeah, no, it's true. not that. And it, in fact, it reminds me of Ronaldinho in like 2000, was it eight? Uh, there's this picture of him walking off the, the pitch and he's got a little belly and it became headline news and, and it was sort of the decline, the beginning of the decline of Dino and Barca. That's what Neymar looked like in this picture. Anyway. He's in all fairness, he's on the yard, he's popping champs and you know, doing what doing what he's doing, doing what footballers do in the summer. So yeah, he's so, got a little belly sticking it out. If um if for the world to see what if what? Well, I, I lost my train of thought, but basically like I, I get why Sorry. Real Madrid would, would not bank on him, and I also would get why PSG would risk losing for free i get both sides of that I, these are unique circumstances for both situations um if you're real madrid and you can allocate some of that money to uh to holland like not the full extent but you can get signed holland so you guys want mbappe and holland for real huh? well real madrid want we want everything we want everything everyone and under the sun you're gonna get it get fucking yeah. <laughs> let's just pray he goes to chelsea and that'll be that um you, at least for four or five years You'll get him. It's, it's amazing, like, how His young these players gone. still are. Like, even if you think about it, like, if Real Madrid miss out on Mbappe, he somehow signs a new deal with PSG. If he comes in five years, he's still, like, 27 by then. Like, he's still so young yeah, that's even the thing. then. That's you what I'm saying. I mean? Yeah. Exactly. You'll have him in five years. Hopefully, his knees will be gone. No, I, I, that is not. The one, wish no harm the, the any one player, guy any I thought about, like, because I, if... If Real Madrid miss out on Mbappe or Holland, I don't see them signing anyone because, like, who are you going to sign really with that money that would upgrade you or not or be worth the upgrade that wouldn't get away in the young talent you have, right? The one guy yeah. that crossed my mind, given his situation right now, is Harry Kane because that guy is fucking good. He is a goal oh. scorer. He's a playmaker. Real Madrid needs somebody need like see. that. But I would. 
Mm. And Manchester City, I don't know if they're going to go all in for him. And Daniel Levy doesn't want to sell within in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Kane wants to go. Would that be like? I my only concern is his his injury record. I, his ankles terrify me. His injuries terrify me. That's the only thing that would be the stumbling block. Yeah. I got nothing to say about Kane. I'm a little not a hater. I'm just not much of a raider. Oh, I ain't a hater. I'm just not a raider of him that much. How okay. can you not rate Harry uh, Kane? He's awesome. This is for, classic Barca because he wouldn't fit your Barca DNA. Classic. No, no. I just, you know, maybe I haven't seen enough of him. Again, I confess, I don't watch the Premier League on a weekly basis. So, but before I've seen from him and, you know, in the tournament and things, I don't, um, uh, not super impressed, man. Like, I, I, he's good, but in the discussion of like the best top strikers in the world, maybe, I, look, surprise me with his age and I might change my opinion. How old is he? Uh, let's see. He's got to be like, like 28, 20s, 29. I think. Uh, yeah, then, then, then. He's 28, you know, He's yeah. just not in that, dis- yeah, he's not in that discussion for me. I think, like, he's in the discussion between, like, you know, Luis Suarez, uh, who's the best striker game, <laughs> who's the better striker game, Luis Suarez, or, you know, say, like. No. The, and that's not. I'm, no, he's not in that discussion, let, no. That's not. <clears throat> no. He's not and, in that, and, he's not in that tier. No, but um, he's he's never Look, had I'll put that him, season. I put him in Memphis. I put him in Memphis's tier. I, no. I rate Memphis at like a seven no, come and a half. On, man. I rate he's Memphis better than Memphis. I rate oh, Memphis yeah. at a seven and a half, eight. I rate Kane the same. Again, until like my brain with my broken. eyes. No, sure, and, um, and 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 I'm. Pro- you know, I mean, I'll be in the vast minority. I don't mind, and I'll have to, you know. This is not a fully educated opinion. Uh, it's based on very limited, um, if Kane limited was, sample size. If Kane was Dutch, you'd love him. And if Memphis was German. Sure. And I would have seen him play more too. You know, that's the thing. That's what I keep saying. My sample size is very limited. It's from what I personally seen of Kane. You know, I don't have the stats in front of me. I'll go through it. I'll go through it. We can have this discussion again. But for me, Kane is not with your Mbappes and Haaland's or, you know, let alone, obviously, your Messi's or Ronaldo's for them, right? Cristiano's and stuff. I'd I'd put him in tier two of that. Um, but no, because Luis Suarez is better. I'll put him in Memphis's tier. Yeah. Oh boy, I hope you keep your DMs open after this. Um, <laughs> I have to pick up my son soon. Do we have what? What? Yeah, we got to go. Anything else? Yeah, we got to wrap it up. Okay. No. Yeah, what? we gotta wrap it up. Yeah, we gotta wrap it up. So you and I will be back on Friday, no matter what. Promise that. Uh, Friday, Friday for sure. I'm okay. off, so I'll be able to record. Patreon.com/slash/churrosytacticas for access to that. Um, and, and the story behind the Griezmann. Don't and forget. the story, and I think we'll also take some questions from patrons, and we'll answer your questions that, on Friday or two, unless there's some major news that drops before then, um, which is possible, but we'll see. Um, all right, Diego. Thanks. Oh. Congrats to Spain <laughs> getting to the Olympics final. The final. Um, Late this one. is a, a Spanish yeah. football podcast, which, and we didn't Shit. even mention that. Um, Asensio Gosh, with true. the game winner. Congrats to Spain. Asensio as well. Yeah. 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 That was good. That was nice. That was, a, that went the, 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 that went the full stretch. An uh, extra time, Asensio with a great goal and uh, sending Spain to the final. So, uh, 
Big shout out though to the Spain's, bas Spain's basketball team, to the two retired pillars yes. that are the Gasol brothers. Now history, Spanish football, uh, excuse me, basketball, and losing against the team USA. Uh, that was expected. Obviously, the game that we shouldn't have lost was against Slovenia with uh, Doncic, but they look unstoppable. It's going to be, hopefully, Slovenia-USA final, which will but be something Spain's still in to. it, right? So, Spain... Uh... No, that's it. It's out. Oh, they're out? Out, out of the oh, middle. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, it's... Uh, who's in the semis? So, U.S., Australia... Australia, Italy... No, France. Uh, excuse France. me. It's Australia, Argentina... Uh, they have to play France, Italy have to play, uh, bro. Germany. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, what? What? I mean, maybe some of these games just finished now, so I don't, I don't really know. I haven't keeping up to date with it, but Australia oh, go, destroyed go. Argentina today. Oh, that's news for me. Um, I was on, I was going for Spain. I don't care what happens though. No, but I mean, you said Argentina, so Argentina. Oh, no, I thought. Today. Well, those are the. Oh, I didn't see that game. So yeah, that's okay. The I have so semifinals: U.S. Australia on Thursday. France, Slovenia on nice. Thursday as well. Nice. It's great semis. Yeah, so those are the four. Um, yeah, we're all rooting for Doncic. Are we in agreement of that? I guess, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. I thought you were going to make a joke about his Real Madrid ties or something. Okay. It's, he's, he's got bad taste, but I love him. He's a great player. Did you see uh, Joel Embiid's tweet yesterday? No. He said uh, something about he Mbappe needs to go to Real Madrid because they're the best club in the world. <laughs> he also used some Twitter te terminology that the kids use. I didn't, you know, I don't really get into. But, um, anyways, mm. yeah, okay. So Diego, thanks. Appreciate right. your time as always. Good luck with the busy week on Barca TV Plus and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And we'll uh, we'll see you Friday over on Patreon.com/slash Tacticas. Talk soon, my friend. Take care. Talk soon, you too. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.